0: My name is Sandrika, and i just want to say thank you to everyone who's tuning in once again to my podcast so last episode i talked about my nsf graduate research fellowship program application and the way that you guys should structure your applications and that episode, I believe, can be applicable to other grants and fellowship applications. So I will be talking about this more in detail next week. But today, I wanted to do a more chill, laid-back episode where I can just talk about basically my raw feelings about a topic that I came across on Twitter. I've been really getting into Twitter a little bit more, not so much so that it. Consumes my life, but I have been paying more attention to the people in our community and what they are thinking and feeling. So, if you're not following me on Twitter, please follow me at chemist underscore on underscore air, and follow me on Instagram at curlyheadedchemist. Follow me and let me know what is on your mind. Let me know what you're thinking, your opinions on the episodes, what things you want me to discuss so that this podcast can just be an outlet for not only me, but also for you all as my listeners. Basically, on Twitter, I came across a post by Dr. Zoe Ayers, an analytical research and development scientist who's also an advocate for mental health. Y'all, I absolutely love following advocates for mental health and diversity and inclusion in our community because they just inspire me. They remind me of the support system that I have within my community and the support that is surrounding all of the other students out there that are like me. And it's just so important, especially during these times. So her post recognized the damaging nature of toxic positivity in our community. And she commented on this after she had seen another post from another student that said, you know, why do we keep telling people that academia is hard and that grad school is terrible? We need to recruit them. So today I just wanna talk about the cloud that toxic positivity puts over us in STEM and in academia. Honestly, toxic positivity is just a cloud for more than just the STEM community. It is a cloud that looms over a lot of people Whether it's an athlete, whether it's a young professional, someone who's been in the game for a long time, it impacts us all. So this episode is just for anyone and everyone who is willing to listen, because I think we just need to talk about how we can talk about everything that comes with this journey without discouraging people, without making anybody feel left behind or feeling like a failure, Because we're all impacted by toxic positivity and I believe that more people in this world would be successful if toxic positivity did not exist. Most of you are probably wondering what do I mean by toxic positivity? What is this oxymoron? How can something that is positive be damaging to me? Well, toxic positivity is when we overgeneralize success And we stop acknowledging failure is when we are being overly optimistic. And I think that by creating or trying to create a positive culture using toxic positivity, we're actually creating false expectations and an illusion of preparedness that just is not there. I think we really tear down our overachievers like myself because they're wondering if They are the problem. They're wondering if the reason why everything's not going right is just because of them. Because everyone else said it should be easy. Everyone said that it was a breeze. Everyone said that this was the right way to go. This is fun. This is going to make you a lot of money. This is going to make you successful. We invalidate the struggles and the knowledge and information that we can get from those struggles or from those negative results, especially in the sim community, when we are trying to create a positive culture solely based on toxic positivity. We are actually minimizing the problems in our community using toxic positivity. We're minimizing the problems, but then we're also turning around and creating just more problems by simply not acknowledging the ones that are already there. People don't want to fail, I completely understand that. Nobody wants to fail. No one wants to embark on a journey feeling like they are going to fail and it's gonna be too hard and it's gonna be too stressful. I completely understand that. But the majority of the time, guys, we are going to make mistakes and we're going to have losses. We're going to have negative results. We're going to feel like we're failing. But that is life and that is also research. Research is 99% of the time negative results. That's just how research is. And if we don't admit that, if we don't admit that from the beginning, then we don't create a sense of value in those negative results. We don't create a system where we're learning from them. Instead, we create a system where those things are the things that are beating us down. Honestly, I think we lose our strongest students through recruitment techniques that involve toxic positivity. Because when we tell someone it's going to be easy for them because they are an amazing student and that they, you just know they've got it, we make them feel like they're imposters. We impose imposter syndrome on them because we're trying to create a positive culture without acknowledging the things that can go wrong. We are not acknowledging the normalcy In things going wrong. And when we recruit people, I think we need to be completely honest. We need to tell them the truth. Because if they know the truth, they can figure out if this is the right step for them. They won't feel fooled once they're in it. That is how we retain good students. That's how we retain people who are willing to work hard. Because, see, I think if you tell somebody that this is going to be easy and it's going to be a breeze... Of course, they're going to want to do it. But will they put in 110%? Well, if you told them it was already going to be easy, why would they? If we're honest, we'll get the students that want to be there rather than the students that think they should be there. And as students, as people that are embarking on journeys and young professionals that are getting out there in the world, you should want people to be honest with you because you should want to know if that's the route for you and if you are going to be capable of that. Because see, we all know what we're capable of and in some extent, yeah, we don't know because we have to push ourselves. But will you be willing to push yourself the extra mile if you know it's not gonna be easy? We retain students and we retain coworkers and people in our lives by telling them the truth and not taking this whole positive vibes only thing Too seriously. See, when you take positive vibes only too seriously, you're disappointed when things go wrong. You're disappointed when life hits you with a curveball. You're not expecting it. And when you're not expecting it, you feel like you're the one who's the problem and you think, well, maybe I just shouldn't do this anymore. Well, things don't always go as planned. That's life. That's a part of being at the bench. You can acknowledge that while also acknowledging the good things about an opportunity or the place that you're in. For instance, as a student in grad school, I am getting negative results 99% of the time. But I acknowledge that I have a supportive professor that I can talk to about those results and we can figure out where I'm going wrong and what I can do the next time. And even if it fails the next time, we'll still talk about what I can do next to get me closer to where I need to be. I can look forward to helpful group meetings with my lab mates who are supporting me and who only want to see me succeed and who are going to ask the questions, even if they're hard questions, to help me get to where I need to be. You acknowledge the fact that you can have a wonderful, supportive boss. You acknowledge the fact that you can have a wonderful, supportive cohort behind you. And you can acknowledge... That is not going to be easy, but with those tools, you're going to get through it. You're going to get over it, and you're going to move past it and then some. What really gives us the impression that grad school is hard? It's what people say. When I was deciding on where I was going to go to grad school, I was told to talk to all the students that I could talk to, to really get a feel of the university. Now, if you talk to somebody in their first year, let's say that program is like the program that I was in, they might be pretty down because it's rough. But maybe another first year might be super excited to get started in their new lab. Maybe a second year might be scratching their heads wondering if this is the right place for them because they're really now starting to dive deep into their project and things are going wrong. But then you've got the fifth year who's on their way out of the door and they're like, oh yeah, you can conquer it. We can conquer the world. You gotta talk to everybody. You have to evaluate what everyone's saying, the place that they're in, the groups that they're in, the people that they're working with, and you have to get a full picture. You can't have a full picture without acknowledging the hardships. You can't have a full picture if you Overgeneralize, and you're overly optimistic, you cannot get a full picture. And I think if we're trying to not only recruit but retain, we've got to give the full picture because no one's going to want to stay if they feel like they were fooled. I remember when I was recruiting for the College of Charleston and I would have students ask me what it's like to be a black student on campus. I could never lie to them. I couldn't say, oh, it's gonna be easy, it's a breeze. You won't tell the difference. No, it was an eye-opening experience. It was different. I didn't always feel included, but I always had someone I could turn to. And even if they didn't understand what I felt or even if they hadn't experienced what I was experiencing, they'd listen and I could sort out my feelings with them. And all I could do for those students was offer the same. All I could do was offer that support. And I also told them, if you're not going to do it, then who's going to? Be the change you want to see. But in that, I didn't disregard the hardships that they might face. Instead, I offered them an alternative to feeling down. I offered them a hand, a friend, a confidant. So Instead of dwelling on the negative, reach out. Learn from the negative. And if you don't know how to learn from it, ask someone who's had a little bit more experience than you. And if they're still trying to figure it out, talk about it together. But don't just disregard the negative. Don't just disregard the hardships. Prepare future generations. Fully equip them with the tools that they need to succeed. Leave toxic positivity at the door because that's going to push out more people than you think. It's going to have people getting to these places with a false sense of security. So what really is this positive vibes only? I think positive vibes only is being optimistic to an extent. Acknowledging that things can go wrong, but not allowing those things to dominate your emotions or your feelings towards something. It's about finding the value in the negative negative and turning it into a positive. So let's do that, and let today's episode be an example of positive vibes only. Thanks for listening to The Curly Headed Chemist.